Rockstar Energy is giving one lucky winner a trip to Las Vegas. To enter, text Vegas to 59570 for your chance to win an all-inclusive trip to Las Vegas from Rockstar Energy. Again, that's V-E-G-A-S to 59570. A confirmation text will be sent. Standard message and data rates apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Adrian Finch. And today is a very exciting episode number 76. When it comes to brainstorming new business ideas or passion projects, or just evaluating opportunities as they come to you, it helps to have a guide so that you feel confident that you're making the right decision and the decision that will push yourself and your business and your life forward. So today I'm sharing with you the three steps that help me evaluate opportunities to ensure that every decision is aligned with my vision of success and will help move the needle forward in getting me where I want to go. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Self-Made Mastery Podcast, your ultimate guide to total transformation. I'm your host, Adrian Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create and live their dream life. And the best part is, you only need one thing to start, your mind. So join me here every Wednesday on this transformative journey to master your mindset and unlock your greatest potential. Let's go. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, the Self-Made Mastery Podcast. I don't know why I'm singing. Um, Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being patient with all of my many weird technical difficulties that have been happening. Two weeks in a freaking row. Uh, But here we are. We're back. I'm so excited. Um, Today's episode is an awesome one, as are they all. Um, But thank you for being here. Thank you for pushing play. Thank you for committing to this wonderful journey that is mastering our mindsets, controlling, controlling, trans, well, that too, controlling and transforming our lives. So if you're new here or if you've listened before, either way, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, Make sure you're subscribed. So here we are always talking about taking control of our lives, of our destiny, of our decisions, our careers. And one of the amazing things about deciding to take your life and your career and your fate into your own hands is that the possibilities are endless. And you start to see that as you start to take control of your life. When you truly decide to take control of your own destiny and create and live your dream life, it's pretty cool because you realize, oh my God, I can literally do anything, anything. When I realized this, it was amazing. It was, oh my gosh, so freeing. I felt so excited and inspired. And I was like, wait, I can literally do whatever I want with this life. Like if I'm not happy, I can switch what I'm doing. Yes. The answer is yes. And very quickly, as I realized this, my problem almost became, oh my God, what do I choose? which let me emphasize is not a bad problem to have. If you're sitting there and you're like, ah, there are so many options and career paths and I have so many passions and I don't know which one to choose. Wow, that is amazing. And that is an amazing problem to have. You are in a great position if that's your problem, right? But nonetheless, it can be a problem. And I don't even like using that word. I don't like the word problem because as I've said before, a problem is only a problem if you make it one, right? And there's very negative feeling and connotation to that word but for lack of a better universal term if that's your struggle like I don't know which path to take like there are so many possibilities I'm passionate about so many things which way do I go 
then it's a good and exciting struggle to have, but it can still be a struggle. And if you're indecisive like me and passionate about multiple things, it can really be a struggle. So today in this episode, I'm going to share with you guys my three-step process that I've been using recently for evaluating opportunities and choices as they come. So how do I decide what to say yes to and what to say no to? What to try? Which thing I think will pay off the most, whether personally or professionally? Which things will lead me down the path I want to go down? What path do I even want to go down? Here's kind of how I take those opportunities as they come and decide yes or no. Is this worth it for me? Yes or no. So I'm going to give you guys kind of that same guide in case any of you are feeling similarly to me. This will really help you out. And I just want to say really quickly that I actually heard this process for the first time in one of my other favorite podcasts called Gold Digger with Jenna Kutcher. And she basically talked about this exact same topic and how how she goes about evaluating opportunity. And it really, really, really hit home with me. It was as if she dug into my brain and knew exactly what I needed help with, like at exactly the right time, which hello, manifesting much. Like I think I clearly was really putting that into the universe because I needed help. There are so many things I could do. And, you know, I'm at a little bit of a transition in my career right now, just from focusing on YouTube and social media to really focusing on this side of the business. Um, So this just came at the right time. And although her and I are in very different stages of our lives and our interests also differ, the questions that she asks herself when trying to decide what to take on are exactly the questions that I need to be asking myself and that you guys could be asking yourselves as well. So Thank you, Jenna, for this technique. And as always, I want to always be passing along things to you guys that work well for me. Um, So here we go. So the first step in, you know, evaluating opportunities, deciding what the right decision is, yes or no, should I do this, should I do that, is to define what success for you at this stage and time looks like. So we all have different definitions of success, different visions of what success is, right? Like, oh, if my life looks like this, then I feel successful. Or if I achieve this, that will be success. And it's not this end-all be-all. It's an, it's an ever-transforming, you know, thing. Um, and everyone, you know, for everyone, success can be different, can look different. And not only can it look different for different people, but it's also important to look at your life right now and imagine what success looks like to you right now because that can also surely change throughout the course of your life and probably already has up until this moment so your vision and your version of success will change and has changed and everyone's is different so it's important to really look at your life and your chapter your season right now and think about and define what is success for me right now What do I want to do? Where do I want to be? And more importantly than that, what are the feelings that I'm going to have when I hit those, when I am successful or when, you know, I am moving the needle towards that version of success? For example, when I was in college, success to me was getting my foot in the door of the entertainment industry so that I could graduate with a dope job, right? Like, I was being supported, I was in school, and my biggest priority was setting myself up to be set when I graduate to have a job. And so what that meant for me at the time was taking on as many entertainment-related experiences I could, whether paid or unpaid, so that I could learn, 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 I could make those connections, and ultimately get those job offers. So back then, 
That was my priority. That was what success looked like to me. Money wasn't necessarily in the equation, or at least not right away, not then. So at that time, money and income didn't define success for me. That was not a driver in making decisions, you know, towards my career. It was not about the money. It wasn't necessary in order for me to reach my definition of success at the time to have money right then, right? But now I'm in my late 20s and you know, I financially support myself. So money is a way bigger part of the equation now. I can't just say yes to all these things that are unpaid because it wouldn't line up with my current definition of success. And, you know, I'll get into what that is. But so that being said, first and foremost, you have to figure out what success is to you right now. What does it look like? What is your version of success? So that way you can filter opportunities through that and make sure that they're going to align and help you get to whatever that goal is. So what is your vision of success? And I want to emphasize, this is not your parents' vision. This is not your friend's vision. This is not my vision. This is your vision. This is not what you think your vision should be. This is what actually is your version of success that will lead you to living up to live a passionate, fulfilling, meaningful life, right? Now, this three-step strategy works for anyone, whether you're a student, an employee, entrepreneur, whatever you are, it works for you. But in the entrepreneurial world, we talk about there kind of being two types of entrepreneurs. There are achievement-based entrepreneurs and lifestyle-based entrepreneurs. This is These are very broad terms. This is not like, oh, you have to be one or the other and this has to do with everything. This is more about like goal-oriented. If you are achievement-oriented or lifestyle-oriented, those are kind of two separate things. So these two terms represent two popular types of success that entrepreneurs look for. So if you're achievement-based, that means that success to you right now involves hitting some tangible goals with your work or your business. Hit this level of income, be a TED Talk speaker, sign up 10 new clients a month, be published in three major publications, right? And when you're achievement-based, you tend to be a little bit more willing to hustle and work hard and work longer because maybe you're still growing your business and these types of milestones are a great reflection of the fact that, yes, you are on the right trajectory. You're getting where you ultimately want to be, etc. When you are achievement-based, you want constant opportunities for growth. You want to 10x yourself, your life, your business. Whereas lifestyle-based entrepreneurs' definition of success are more about hitting a certain point with their work or their business where they can step away and enjoy the other parts of their life more. So the definition of success would maybe be, you know, getting their passive income to a level where they could stay at home three days out of the week to be with their kids, or they want to make sure to have breakfast with the family every day, or, you know, not have to ever set an alarm clock, things like that where It's the goals and the perks that you want to achieve are more around your lifestyle. It more has to do with freeing up your time versus kind of hitting these milestones or these goals or, you know, getting these opportunities that are kind of more achievement based. So right now in this phase of my life, I'm definitely achievement based. I am motivated right now by opportunities that get me closer to creating this self-made mastery empire, to having an amazing team, speaking on stages across the nation, building this business that runs on its own and ultimately does provide me with, you know, financial freedom and flexibility to do what I want when I want even more than I do now. Um, And that's like, that's where I'm at right now. Like that's my vision and version of success right now. Whereas Jenna, the host of the Gold Digger podcast, when she was talking about this, 
she was talking about how she used to be that, a little bit more achievement-based, and that now she's definitely lifestyle-based. She's married. She has a kid. She wants her business to run smoothly so that she can actually take more time away and be with her family because right now, that's valuable to her. That is success to her is being able to spend quality family time and to free up her time. So she gave this great example of, you know, the opportunity to speak at seminars. Let's say someone presented me or her or anyone with this incredible opportunity to be paid a lot and to go speak, to go be a mentor and a speaker. Like how cool any entrepreneur, you know, for the most part would be like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing opportunity and it pays really well. So this is a great example because it's a very appealing opportunity. And she was emphasizing that since she's decided that success for her right now means spending as much time with family as possible, it actually doesn't make sense for her to take on those speaking events and those types of opportunities. Because as even though there is money there, it would take her away from her family. She'd have to travel a lot. She'd have to spend a lot of time preparing keynotes and engaging with people at these experiences. And since that experience and that financial gain isn't what she's looking for right now, she can actually say no to that opportunity and feel good about that decision and not feel like she has FOMO. Like I think a lot of times we make decisions because we're worried about having FOMO or because we feel like it sounds like a cool opportunity or it looks cool on paper or other people will perceive it as cool. It's kind of this shiny object, right? Now, some of you are probably wondering like, well, what if I want both? You know, I want to increase my income and I want some achievement-based things, but I also want to free up my week more. I want to spend more time doing hobbies I love. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of you are like, what if I want both? And that's absolutely fine. And that's honestly how I'd say I am too, um, is, is a little bit of both. But overall, trying to grow, 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 grow my business, work hard and achieve these things in my business so that I can free up my time. Um, but yes, you can absolutely be wanting both. The point here is that you know, right? That's the first step. You need to define what it is that you want. And if it's both, it's both. In which case, the next two steps will help you to further refine like how you evaluate these opportunities. So I want you guys, if you're going to partake in this, you know, experience exercise, sit down and really define and think about and define what success looks like to you right now in this season of your life. And not just numbers, like not just financial goals or achievement goals. How does it make you feel? And we talk about this all the time. Like what emotions will you have when you're in that element, when you're in that zone, when you're doing fulfilling and meaningful work every day? Like when you say yes to an opportunity and that opportunity will move the needle or will push you forward towards that goal. Like what does that feel like? What will that be like, right? So sit down and really kind of, jot this out like what is your version of success right now because of course we can't make any meaningful decisions without defining what do we even want right hi everybody i'm nolan from past gas by donut media we're an automotive history show but you don't need to be a gearhead to enjoy this show you just have to like great stories come hang out with us every week as we bring you a story from automotive history that you just have to hear to believe we talk everything from legendary race car drivers to auto manufacturing snafus and sultans and dictators that amass huge car collections anything is fair game we just want to tell a great story so if that sounds good to you pause the show you're listening to right now go subscribe to past gas for free on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you get your podcast past gas check it out so 
for me, one goal, hello, voice crack. For me, one goal is actually like, this is so random, but being able to order anything off of a menu or at a store without caring how much it costs. Now, it might seem totally materialistic and trivial, but the thing is, the feeling, the feeling of not worrying about finances and just doing whatever, that feeling would add up so much and the and it would amount to so much positive impact on myself, on my family, my ability to give back and be generous. And it would mean that I've gotten to a place in my work where that is possible. So that's just one small example of like an achievement or like a thing that I could you know, want to have happen. Like, oh yeah, I don't have to think about the price of things. Wow, how cool, right? So step one alone is huge in helping you make decisions that you will deem the right ones. But I also want to walk you through two really important um, additional steps that will help even more. So step two is mapping out realistically, okay, realistically, how much time an opportunity or a path will take you. Like, how much time will it take you to do this thing from beginning all the way through brainstorming, creating, launching, engaging, whatever it is from beginning to end? How much time will this take you? I find this also to be extremely helpful when trying to gauge what dollar amount, like, a service or product of mine is worth. Like, what is the value of what I'm doing, the work that I'm doing or giving or whatever, because I've honestly had trouble with this before, and I still do. I still have a, you know, a relationship with money that I'm constantly working on and nurturing because I do have a hard time sometimes slapping a value on the work that I do. So this is also really helpful when you actually sit there and get completely 100% real about how long something is going to take you. So here's an example of something in my own life that I'm evaluating. So I'm on this new talk show. It's a live talk show on this app called Stream Live, which by the way, you can totally check out for free Thursdays at 6 p.m., except I talk about things that are totally different than this podcast. Um, But anyway, I'm on this talk show every Thursday night and we were just negotiating, uh, myself and the company, what my rate is for it. So what I am charging to be on this talk show once a week. And here's the thing that I really noticed from even just this experience The way that my brain works when I'm thinking of the value of a product or service or an appearance or whatever I'm doing, it wasn't always entirely accurate. You know, I was thinking about it like this. Okay, the live show is only about a 20 to 30 minute segment. I don't have to prep for it. I basically just show up and get on stage and and do it. So in my mind, I was like, this is easy. This is easy. I don't require, you know, too much payment for it. It's not that big of a deal. But what I didn't factor in was the fact that it's in Hollywood. So I drive about 30 to 40 minutes both ways. I have to get ready, which means doing my hair and makeup. And in addition to all of that, um, by them using me, like by the company hiring me as a host, and, you know, I am someone with an online presence who will naturally promote it to her audience because I love promoting everything I do. All of those things are valuable. Those all add value to this rate that I should be charging. So what I thought was getting paid for like 30 minutes of my life is really like three plus hours on top of the value of having my name and likeness and support and all of that. 
So when you're figuring out your value, you have to factor in all of those extra things. Especially as an entrepreneur or a freelancer, you're not just charging for the product, you're charging for the time it takes you to reply to emails and order supplies and coordinate photo shoots and scout locations and whatever it is for you, you're charging for all of that. So when an opportunity comes your way and you've figured out realistically how long it will take you and what you're getting out of it, that can really help you determine whether it's worth doing it or not. And if you're a lifestyle-based entrepreneur, then your time is probably even more valuable than maybe an achievement-based entrepreneur because as lifestyle-based, you're trying to free yourself up. You're trying to not be so tied to, you know, tasks unless maybe it's like for monetary gain, which we'll talk about in a second. Um... And so it can really help you determine when you map out how long something's going to take, whether or not it's worth it for the amount of money or if it's free, just is it going to push the needle forward with what you're trying to do? And the talk show I do is a perfect example is a perfect example of something that in a way is a shiny object, right? It sounds cool. It looks cool from an outside perspective. It's really fun. I get fancy footage of me on a fancy stage with a microphone and it looks super legit. People always DM me after like, oh my God, whoa, that's so cool. Whoa, that's so legit, right? Because I'm on a stage and I have a microphone and it looks pretty. But at the end of the day, I have to ask myself like, am I trying to be a host or a talk show host Or like, you know, like what am I actually trying to do? What is my version of success and what am I trying to get to? And therefore, is this opportunity as shiny as it looks and as fun as it is and as cool as the people are and the fact that I am getting paid, still all of those factors aside, is it worth it? Is it pushing the needle forward? And that's where using these kind of techniques, these steps helps you to analyze certain opportunities like that, certain you know, to evaluate certain things that you could be doing. And perhaps I say, no, it's actually not, right? Am I getting paid what I think is a super, super worth it rate? No, honestly. So I've had to evaluate and ask myself if something like this is worth it too. And I did decide that right now it is worth it because there are some other opportunities that are going to come with it, which are aligned for me and are on my trajectory to where I want to go right now. But if it weren't for that, then as cool as it is, I'd probably have to pass. And when you're passionate about things, it's really, really easy to undervalue your time or to underestimate how long something takes because you love doing it and you want to do it, right? And you still can't even believe that someone would pay you to do it. You're like, what? This is my passion and someone's going to pay me to do this? And I get that. It's totally, totally, you know, this novelty thing. But your time is valuable. And depending on what phase of life you're at, you may not have much of it to give. So you need to be really particular with how you spend your time. And this goes back to kind of my college self and my college version of success versus mine now. If this were in college, I would be like, hands down, I'll do it five times a week, no pay. Like, this is an incredible opportunity, great networking, great exposure, all those things, right? So it really just depends on, number one, What is your version of success right now? And number two, how long will this actually take you to do? And then finally, step three is to look at what this opportunity could do for your income or what this new business could do for your income or whatever it is. What will this do for your income, short-term and long-term? Now, this was the last step that Jenna mentioned, and it's my last step as well, because although income is a huge driving force in my motivation, it's not ultimately what I want to filter my business decisions through. And that's not because I don't want financial freedom or I don't want to make a ton of money. Trust me, I do. 
but because first and foremost, I want to make sure that my work is impactful and that I'm serving my audience or my customers. Because if I'm doing both those things, then the income will be there. No question. People will throw money at me if I can solve a problem of theirs or if I can provide an offer or a product or a service or whatever that is very valuable, that is serving them. Then the money comes. So that's why I don't use income as a primary business decision force like driver but it does motivate me to work hard to make better decisions in my business so that I can make more income if that makes sense so I don't need to say yes to all these smaller things personally where I'm at right now I don't need to say yes to all these smaller things that might give me a paycheck right right now like oh here's some money but that maybe don't help beyond that very much to reach my version of success it wouldn't help me get there and maybe it would also spread me too thin in terms of time like in the process and that's just personally because where I'm at in this chapter of life you know I want to be pushing the needle forward and not just getting a quick paycheck I want everything I do to be very meaningful towards this greater goal um And so that's just personally where I'm at. But factoring in the immediate income can be very beneficial for you guys uh, because it could make an opportunity more worth it or less worth it on top of other factors. So evaluate what the opportunity could do for your income and then whether that's worth it or not. Is it something that won't pay you but will introduce you to people who could further your career in other ways? Maybe, right? And, And that's awesome and maybe then it's worth it. For me, I'm almost entirely done with doing work for free. I did that for so many years. It was so, so, so valuable because, again, my definition of success at that time was different. But now that's no longer a part of my vision. Now I have established certain expertises and my time is valuable and I simply can't just say yes to all these unpaid opportunities. Now that's not to say there may never be a one-off where it is worth it for the reason I mentioned above for example, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm meeting all these people or by doing this, this could open this door, which would lead me to more income, whatever that is. There definitely could be examples of that. Um, and same with you guys. Or maybe you're getting paid like a small rate, but you'll have the opportunity to get new clients, which ultimately would lead to more income in the long run, right? So it's important to evaluate both short-term and long-term financial goals and whether a particular idea or opportunity will lead you to where you want to go with that or not. Now, you may not know how much money something could bring you. Like, let's say you have a new idea for a product and you don't really know how much you'd sell it for or how many people would buy it. It still helps to look at a range like, okay, if I sold around this many things, I could make between this and this profit. This can at least help you look at whether, you know, the time, the preparation, the expenses, the work, the energy that you're going to put into this idea or this project or, or business or opportunity is worth it or not, right? So those are kind of the three things that I look at as opportunities come at me. And I think this is so, so helpful in just not spreading myself too thin and also in making sure that the opportunities that come my way, I'm doing for the right reasons and that I'm doing for my own gain. Of course, there's going to be times, you guys, when like you just want to help a friend out or things like that. And of course, and I'm not talking about, you know, don't ever do favors for anyone. Like it's all about you. No, but I'm, I'm those things aside, I'm just saying that when you are trying to really evaluate whether an opportunity or a gig or, you know, a project will push the needle forwards with what you want to be doing and what will, you know, ultimately like 10x your life and your business, it really helps to step one, really define what is your version of success right now. 
And step two, and then and then once you decide that, you know, you take the opportunity and say, okay, does this fit that mold? Does this help me get there? And then furthermore, you can move on to step two, which is how much time realistically will this take? Because time is money and time is valuable and money is just simply a means of exchange. It's a currency. Time is also a currency. When you're giving someone your time, you're giving someone your time and that's valuable. So whether you're giving money or time, that's another really, um, you know, really helpful way to analyze an opportunity is how long is this going to take? And is that worth it to me or not? And then finally, what is it going to do for your income short term and long term? And is that worth it for me? So those are kind of the three filters that I like to run through. And again, I'm just so happy that I listened to that podcast episode. This really helped me and I totally feel like I'm the type of person that's always overwhelmed with a million ideas and different things and I'm like whoa girl you got to slow down and pick and choose what you actually want to do and what's actually going to push the needle forward right because there are a lot of opportunities that are fun my boyfriend today actually tagged me in a post by complex daily or complex news or something that they're looking for a new anchor and I have hosting experience I'm a pretty good host and I used to love hosting and those are opportunities that I used to be like oh my god yeah I'll just do this for fun this is awesome But now I'm in kind of this new evolved, you know, season of my life where as fun as that would be and maybe I would be getting paid, I have to evaluate that and realize that like I don't want to be a host ultimately. That's not my goal. Like I don't, you know, want to be doing that. And so unfortunately that type of opportunity really doesn't do much for me in terms of what my goals are. So as cool as it is, as shiny as it seems and, you know, as fun as it might be, like that's something that just doesn't make sense for me right now and that's okay. And I think going through this process of kind of filtering these things out and figuring out what does make sense for you also really helps you to feel secure in your decision and not feel like you could have made the wrong decision or like wondering if you did make the wrong decision or maybe you should have chosen differently or you know maybe you have regrets that you didn't do something going through these stages and really being confident in what you're choosing and why you're choosing it will really help you to not second guess that and to not feel like you made a mistake later or things like that. And those are all, that's all super, super helpful to me at least. So I hope you guys found that you got something out of this episode. Um, Let me know in the comments of my Instagram posts. You can speak to me on my Facebook group and more amazing episodes and fun things are coming your guys' way. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate each and every one of you. I can't wait to get you to know you better. And guys, I will talk to you in my next episode, which is actually only in a couple days. So I'll see you then. Bye-bye. What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew. What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea.
The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab an ice-cold Dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the Dew.